As Taylor Swift once said, tis the damn season. All right, guys, welcome back to Debunked. For our first time listeners, I'm Valerie. And I'm Libby. And this month, we have the pleasure of talking about balance and burnout. Something that's very relatable to this time of year, I think, for a lot of people, especially those college students, high school students um, out there. I know this is a really stressful time. Um, And just for everybody in general, the holidays um, can be very... um, really a happy time, but also, you know, not so happy, bring up a lot of emotions. And so this month, we really just wanted to talk about wellness, anxiety, burnout, and all those fun emotions that go with this time of the year. So let's go ahead and get started. First today, I really want to highlight how to balance the busy during this season. I think a lot of times it's very easy for us to get burnt out especially in times where we need to kind of keep going and keep the energy up and keep chugging along. But I don't know. I'm, have you felt this way recently? That describes everything that I've been feeling lately. And a lot of my friends, we've talked about this. I think that like everyone that I've known, not everyone I've known, that's, that's a stretch, but (laughs) so many people in my house have just like had breakdowns just because of just it's like the feeling of burnout where it's like you have to do so much, but then your motivation is just like on the ground. Exactly. So, it yeah. is so difficult because I feel like we hit a point in the semester where we're like, oh my gosh, we're exhausted. We want to go home. We want to bake cookies. Yes, we want to watch yes, homework movies. Yes. We want to be doing anything except this. <laughs> and honestly, it's so tough because this is the time of year that... I mean, I in a lot of my classes, 30 to 40% of my grades on the line. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, to <laughs> say that balance isn't exactly the first thing on my mind <laughs> is an understatement. However, um, as I jump into the segment, I'm going to be specifically highlighting a book that I recently picked up back home in Tampa on my most recent trip home. Um, my favorite restaurant, Oxford Exchange, shout out y'all. <laughs> I, um, it has a little bookstore in it, which just fits the aesthetic and everything. Um, and in the bookstore, I found a little book called The Art of Balancing Burnout by Vanessa Archery. Um, so basically this book was written post-pandemic so it highlights some themes that we obviously can all relate to as we all went through the pandemic um but what's really beautiful about this book that I really appreciated is the fact that Vanessa does a very good job of being a very real and honest author and I think sometimes authors look to make everything sound perfect Especially in, like, self-help books. Oh, for sure. I think that's, like, it's kind of almost, like, a form of toxic positivity, I feel like, when some authors, where they're, like, it's, like, they're not letting you acknowledge, like, your emotions and your feelings and, like, that you're dealing with this. It's all just, like, okay, but, like, let's do this and, like, it's okay. Right. And, like, kind of just trying to mask the problem and put a band-aid on it instead of just kind of be, like, yeah, like, this sucks sometimes. And, like, I think we need, you need a balance. Like, you need to hear the, this sucks with also, okay, but it doesn't have to suck forever. Exactly. And also I think a lot of authors try to kind of frame their books as in, 
I struggled with this, but now I have it figured out and this is how I got through it. When that's not a very realistic approach. So kudos to you, Vanessa, (laughs) for being the author, the first author who has written a self-help book that has been just really enjoyable to read, to be honest. It didn't feel like work to read this book. It's only like 115 pages, maybe. Um, But anyway, I encourage you all to read this. However, um, I am going to highlight chapter five today. I'm not, this isn't going to be a read along or anything. (laughs) Um, However, um, chapter five focuses on 12 practices for balancing burnout. What I love about this book is in this chapter and then the subsequent chapter, first it talks about kind of 12 tips for prioritizing balance, but then the next chapter talks about seven philosophies. So obviously I'm not going to give away the entire book because then Vanessa's not benefiting from it. Right, exactly. But also you are all not benefiting from it because I really highly recommend reading it um, no matter where you are in your life because... As much as Libby and I both are reading about mental health so much and thinking about it so much, I think there's still so much to be learned. Um, So, yeah. So, I'm just going to go through these really quickly. And then, after touching on these key points, um, Libby's going to have a great segment about one of our shared favorite podcasts (laughs) of the moment. Um, So, stay tuned for that. All right. Without further ado, here we go. So... The first tip Vanessa has is to take micro breaks throughout your day. I love this one. I don't know about you, Libby, but for me, you know, the 15 minutes in between class, that's not my micro break. That's so not a micro break. That's not a break at all. That is so not a micro break. It more looks like (laughs) I'm running to a cafe to grab one of those little Starbucks Frappuccino coffees and literally hustling to my next class Mm -hmm. um things are pretty close around here on campus but like still for some reason i'm still like out of breath when i get to my next class hustling hustling and i don't even have a lot of classes like one after the other which is the bad part um but at least for me what a micro break would look like is um what's that what's the method called Mm-hmm. that is like the 25 minutes of studying and then oh i don't shoot my, my roommate was oh just my talking about this we talked about this I like talk two days about ago this all the time i don't know oh, hold on stay tuned guys okay um it is a thing that has a name and it's a great like race like it's a great practice this is absurd that i <laughs> don't remember oh my god okay it. guys okay the pomodoro yes. method Yes. Okay. See, we're human. We make mistakes. We yeah. forget things. Also, there was no way I was going to be like, oh, the Pomodoro method. God, guys. Like, yeah. You know? No. That no. Was not, I was not going to pull that out. <laughs> no, I wasn't no, either. No. I wasn't even going to pretend to know. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, I really like this study method. I don't use it all the time, but if you're not familiar, basically, you focus on a task for 25 minutes, and then you take a short break after it, and it's aimed at creating more productive um, studying or productive behavior in whatever you're doing. So even if I'm not being strict with like 25 minutes exactly or whatever, I'm definitely a big fan of taking a break, not even to be like on my phone, 
but I'll do like just some breathing for five minutes or some intention setting. I really like literally taking a break from consuming all media because if I'm consuming social media or whatever I'm doing, that's not giving my mind rest. Right. For sure. Yeah. Um, what do you, do you like using this method or what works best for you? Honestly, right now I'm kind of, I feel like I'm kind of in an in-between stage of like studying methods right now because I have found that this semester I've had like literally like, when I say no motivation, like motivation is on the ground. Like I have never experienced (laughs) this like amount of burnout and lack of motivation before. Um, and so I'm definitely trying to kind of not use this exact method, but I definitely would say like work for time, then, like, make sure to take breaks and just make sure to, like, like get up, stretch, walk around, like, get some water, go to the bathroom, that kind of stuff, um, just because, one, it gives me, like, something to look forward to while I'm mm-hmm. studying, then I'm like, okay, you are gonna get a break, just keep, just keep going, right. um, so I relate that method, and also I just, like, I am definitely someone who cannot focus for some, for a long time, like, I, like, move study spots every hour. Oh, same, I Like, I can't, to. I can't, like, stay at some place for, no. like, three hours or else I, like, it, it'll make me crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That is so, so fair. Yep. Yeah. Um, the second tip is to ditch the to-do list once in a while. This is something I didn't really like. I'm going to be honest. I was going to say, you said something like, It's oh. kind of, no offense, Vanessa, or anything, but, I mean, again, every, no one's going to have, like, the perfect method of what's no. new. The thing I struggle with, with ditching the to-do list, and I know that it's well-intended, um... And it could work for some people. And it does. And that's why we're still providing these tips. Right. Um, For me personally, my to-do list helps me unload things off my mind. Agreed. Agreed. For sure. So, I think I will interpret this tip as maybe don't have it pulled up on your computer all the time. Or don't have your agenda right in front of your face all the time. If that overwhelms you. For me, it helps because I love checking things off. Exactly. It's so right. satisfying. It's I like, know. Oh. Yeah. And I love, like, on the little notes, um, like, on Apple, the little notes yes, app or whatever. I, that's what I use. That yeah. you can, like, yeah. click and it checks off the bubble. Yeah. That's, like, the most satisfying I love, thing. I love that. Um, so that's at least my perspective on it. I would interpret that to say, like, maybe if you are someone who likes to have lists but gets really stressed out by seeing everything in front of your face all the time, maybe just ditch it from your line of sight. Yeah, and I think also you could just kind of morph into, like, if you are, because I feel like in this in my mind where I'm like, I have to do this right now and if I don't, like, everything's falling apart and everything's wrong or, like, I have to, like, do this and do this Mm -hmm. and get all this done, I think it's, like, also... I think you could also interpret this in a way to be like, it's okay to like take breaks and it's okay if it's not perfect and it's okay, you know, to do things by like the way that's going to be best for you. So I think that definitely what Val said, I mean, I don't know if it's like maybe the best method for either of us, but I definitely think you could interpret it like if you wanted to as kind of being like, okay, like allowing for some flexibility and not being on such a tight schedule that like you don't have any room to breathe. Right. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. Um, number three is one of my favorite tips of these 12. (laughs) It simply says, have your perfect day. Um, I love that. Which, I know. I love that. I love how she said that too. Right? That's adorable. It's so, it was so comforting. Um, basically, 
it kind of leaves it up to you because mm-hmm. everybody's perfect day looks different. But there's something so sweet about literally taking a full day once in a while. Mm-hmm. Like it could literally be once a month or even a couple times a year. But I've been trying to be more intentional about doing this during this fall semester. Mm-hmm. And whether that means doing a little extra work earlier in the week to literally have a day to do nothing. And I'm not good with doing nothing. I'm not either. I'm definitely not. Um. No. So this has been a work in progress. Yeah, yeah. However, this was beautiful because it said things like, you know, start your day with a walk to go get a cup of coffee and then read a couple pages of your favorite book or listen to a couple minutes of your favorite podcast or... You know, have a chat with a friend from home. Like, just such simple stuff. And your perfect day doesn't have to be outrageous. It could be the most mundane of things, Mm -hmm. but, like, things that you never give yourself time for. Time for. And just, like, I feel like we get so, like, caught up in everything. Like, it's just, like, when we think about, oh, I really enjoy going to get coffee or just reading or just having a moment to, like, do your nails or, you know, various other little things that are little, but, like, they just... They fill you up so much. Like, there's so much serotonin. Yeah. For me, I always... I think one thing I've been getting caught up in is I really love going home. And I've gone home... I've only gone home twice this semester, but they Mm -hmm. were, like, back-to-back, so it felt really close. (laughs) Um, But the thing is, is I'm like, well, when I go home, I'll get my nails done, I'll go to Pilates, I'll do all this stuff. But then I realized... Maybe I don't necessarily do all those things here, but maybe I should integrate some things. Yeah. Because I don't want to think like, oh, Tampa's the only place I can take a wellness day. Right. Um, so I think also accommodating to your environment's important too. I agree. Um, the next tip is find an outlet. Um, personally, later on in this episode, we're going to talk about some of our own personal wellness tips, so I'm just going to leave it for there, but speaking for the both of us, this is one of this our is, outlets. This is, this is our, yeah, this has become an outlet. Um, like, I look forward to these, because oh, it's I like, oh, it. it's so fun. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and the next one kind of goes hand in hand with number four, but number five says, learn how to unplug. This also kind of goes with have your perfect day. Yeah. I think just taking moments to remove yourself. I think like what one saying I've heard over the past few years is like unplug to like it's like unplug to plug in in the sense that like disconnect from mm-hmm. like all the media you're consuming, all the technology, all the busyness of the world mm-hmm. to like pay more attention to like your mind and your intentions and making your headspace a happy place yes. to be. I think that's great. I think that's awesome. I like that. Yeah. So that's that one. Um, let's see. Oh, number six. This one's interesting. Create quiet time. I want to hear like your. Oh, I love this. What I your love this one. thoughts are on this? I need my quiet time. I identify very much as like an ambivert. Mm-hmm. I love being with people. I love hanging out in groups. I love spending time with my friends. But I need that time to be by myself. Like I very much need. Like I am become very self aware of like my social battery, and when I can feel myself draining, I'm like, okay, gotta go home, or else I'm gonna get like hangry or annoyed, you know, annoyed at people, and I don't want to, like, be mean to people, so. Right, I know. (laughs) Definitely don't want to, like, be mean. So, 
I think this is a great tip um, because I tend to get overstimulated a lot. And so kind of creating like a quiet time like for myself just to be like, okay, like read a book or journal or like meditate or and yoga, meditation and yoga art practices I really, really love and encourage. Um, Just try. They're not for everyone, but I have really had a good experience with both of those. Um, And those both create some quiet time where you can just kind of be introspective and think, you know, and allow your thoughts to kind of run through your mind and kind of give an evaluation like okay how am I doing like what's on my mind what's stressing me out how can I maybe you know alleviate that stress so I like that one me too I think it's a good one for any of my fellow neuroscience um I don't know I was gonna say girlies but it might not only be girlies (laughs) um for my neuroscience lovers or those who are interested in understanding our bodies a little better What I really love that Vanessa includes in this tip is she has a quote from an article titled, The Busier You Are, The More You Need Quiet Time. Um, It was published by the Harvard Business Review. And it says, taking time for silence restores the nervous system, helps sustain energy, and conditions our minds to be more adaptive and responsive. For example, silence is associated with the development of new cells in the hippocampus, the key brain region associated with learning and memory. But cultivating silence isn't just about getting respite from the distractions of life. Real sustained silence, the kind that facilitates clear and creative thinking and quiets inner chatter as well as outer. Try going on a media fast. Sitting silently for two minutes during the middle of your workday or taking a long walk in the woods with no phone. The world is getting louder, but silence is still accessible. I love that line. I love that line. Last part. I want to like write that down. I I love that. Oh my gosh, it's great. It is so, so true. And I knew you'd connect with the part about nature. Mm -hmm. um, And definitely the media fast spoke to me. But... I'm going to let the quote speak for itself because I think there's a lot of power. Y'all should listen to it a couple more times to really let it sink in. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, this one kind of goes off how you were talking about yoga earlier, but number seven says, breathe better. Um, mm. When I started Pilates back in, I guess it was 2021, so not that long oh, ago, um, the, the biggest thing that I learned was intentional breath work while you're doing physical activity and how that promotes not only more strength physically, but also more or greater rather greater mental fortitude. Um, and I just think that it's really fascinating how powerful breathing can be. Um, because it aids a lot in blood pressure, which also helps, um, those with anxiety and depression too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I love that one. I think breathing is so important. And breathing, like, as much as, like, people are like, oh, it's breathing. Like, you do that anyway. Like, it can be really helpful to calm your mind, for sure. Right. And this goes along with um, number eight here, check in with yourself. So, sometimes I'm just, I never, sometimes I forget to breathe in the sense that, obviously, I don't just stop breathing. But I forget to have those check-ins where I'm like, pay attention to your breath. Like when you pay attention to the things that are just happening as you go through your day, if you take a couple 
you know, a couple breaths to really dial in mentally, think about what you're doing. Um, I feel like it could be very powerful. Yeah. Just for like a few moments, just giving your mind a few moments of like rest is crucial. And just an overall self-assessment, you know, where's my headspace at? Mm -hmm. How's my body feeling? Am I tending to my needs? Is there something I'm lacking at the moment that can help me be more productive? Or do I need maybe some rest so that I can be more productive later? I think that's really great. Right. <clears throat> All right. Couple more guys. Number nine, spend time in nature. I'm going to let Libby speak on this one because <laughs> she is Miss Carolina Outing Club, yeah. Miss Colorado. This is totally her wheelhouse. So Libby, take it away. Yeah. Um, so this is my personal favorite <laughs> that, that sure. Val has talked about so far. Um, yeah, I am super outdoorsy, which a lot of you may know. I'm wearing a, like a outdoorsy, like fleece jacket that I got today. It's so, so cute. So it, yeah, it kind of, I feel like it kind of fits the vibe, but I love the outdoors. I'm a big fan of hiking, camping, um, running, like basically most anything that you can do outdoors, like I would be willing to try it. <laughs> um, and I think that just comes from one, like growing up in Colorado, the culture is very much outdoor focused. Like everyone is outdoors all the time. There's 300 days of sunshine, you know, I'm like, it's awesome. It's great. Um, but I think also like, I really found my passion for outing, like outdoors, like in college just because it kind of provided me like an escape from like real life. I guess, and, like, being out in the forest is so, like, gives you so much clarity, I feel like, honestly, mm -hmm. when you're just hiking in the middle of nowhere, and so I think getting outside, even if you're just sitting in your backyard or, like, on the quad, I think it, it just kind of gives you some perspective about, hey, like, all this stuff is going on in my life, but, like, the mountains will always be here, or, like, the beach will always be here, like, the quad will be there, you know, and so I think it provides some consistency, which is really helpful, especially during college, which is a big... There are a lot of changes in college. Yeah. So, yeah. I am definitely with you on that. I have really enjoyed getting out in nature, not only just when I'm like walking to class, but being intentional and spending time to specifically go on a walk or mm -hmm. connect. Mm -hmm. That's great. Number 10 is one of my favorite ones <laughs> because it totally challenged my mindset. So... Number 10 says, learn to live like the water. Mm. Do you have any, what, what are your preliminary thoughts about what this might mean? Because um, I, when I was reading this, I oh. completely misinterpreted it the way that she intended to, but. Okay, so like from my perspective, it's like, go with the flow. Like, right. All, like all like wavy. Like. <laughs> Which is totally what like, I thought wavy, too. Wavy, like, exactly. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, go with the flow. Yeah. Which is essentially what she's getting okay, at. Okay, okay. However, the way she frames it is very interesting. Okay. So she says, water can, like, adapt, evolve, and become in the way that it can melt, it flows, it boils, it steams. Oh, it's reverse It guides, it transforms, okay. challenges, changes, nurtures, and nourishes, too, and it does all of this without actually doing anything at all. It just exists. I like read this and I... That's so philosophical. Like, wow. I know. I, brain. <laughs> I could not believe what I read when I read this. Um, it just is. It just is. And beautiful. a lot of people say, you know, like you don't want to just exist. You want to live. Yeah. However, this doesn't mean exist in like a 
negative way. I think it's just saying like it can water itself can do all of these things. um, Just by being there. Just by being exactly. It doesn't actually have to do anything in order to do all this. So it's like, I think it's just a reminder to have more faith in yourself and your ability to do things. Yeah. Um, that's how I interpreted it, but it, it it challenged my mindset for sure. I love that. Um, next we have number 11, cultivate gratitude. So growing up, my mom had me always do a gratitude journal, which now I just do, um, for myself because I love Mm it. Mm -hmm. But what I love so much about a gratitude journal is like, she challenged me to write down a couple things each day that I was grateful for. But the catch is you can never repeat. Right. So after a while, it gets a little bit difficult, to be honest. However, also just practicing gratitude, whether it be randomly on different days or if you have a set time of day to do it, there are things that I realize that I take for granted way more than I should. Mm -hmm. And I think taking time for gratitude very important. I agree. I definitely agree. I think definitely this is a pandemic too. When you yes. like literally just some, something simple as like hugging your friends you couldn't do. So I think since then like I I'm really proud of like how much more I'm like wow this is like I'm really grateful to have this. But I think part of that oh okay. Part of that <laughs> part of that comes from um my mom really encourages like gratitude journaling like what you said and like so does my therapist especially during some not so fun times so I think it's been I think it's really beneficial I think it's really helpful or at least just like even just thinking in your head you're like wow like this is awesome or you know like I'm really grateful for this and you know I think like with all of that paying attention to the more mundane things is really important yes for sure and lastly number 12 practice relentless self-care so Vanessa defines self-care as a daily commitment to the culmination of your own social emotional, physical, mental, financial, environmental, and spiritual well-being. And I think that's really great because being relentless in it doesn't mean it's perfect. And I think, like, it's very easy to think that life is just going to keep going in one direction Mm -hmm. when in reality growth is not linear as much as I'd like it to be, which is something I talked about on our last episode. (laughs) Um, But the matter of the fact is that being relentless in it, to constantly pursue it, Mm -hmm. even if things are getting harder, or maybe you're on like in a really good place in your life and things are going great, there's never a time to let up on your pursuit of caring for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think also like when things are really good, you could be like, Oh, like I could tack on more to my plate. You know, Mm -hmm. I have room, Mm -hmm. but in reality you need to, um, stay after that mindset of caring for yourself in all of those areas of life. For sure. That's great. I like that one. I like the last one. Me too. Yeah. I still think that the water one's my favorite. I love the water one. There's just something about it. I like things that challenge my mindset for sure yeah. because I feel like sometimes it can be very stubborn and rigid in my mindset. Agreed. I so, agree. Um, yes. But yeah, so 
that's a little bit of the art of balancing burnout and our thoughts on it. And now I'm going to pass it over to Libby to talk about a fabulous podcast that we have given two thumbs up on. Yes. So Emma Chamberlain is a very, very well-known social media influencer. Um, I guarantee you, like, you've probably seen her or heard, heard of her or, you know, in some context, whether that be Instagram, YouTube... She's really into fashion. Her outfits are amazing. Oh, I, I love, love her outfits. Her but style is her so, style, so good. It's so good. It's so good. But about two and a half years ago, she came out with a podcast, her a new revised version. Right. She had a, a previous podcast, um, but found that like it wasn't really sparking joy, in the words of Marie Kondo. Right. Um, so she started a new podcast. It's called Anything Goes. And it's such an amazing podcast. I have listened to it, um, not as much as, not as much recently as I used to, but it's such a valuable resource for, like, people that are Valenized age and people that are, like, any age, just because it's so real, it's so authentic, and it talks about things that, like, for me personally, I find myself that I, like, seek validation just because I question my thoughts a lot, which, not that you, not, I'm not saying you need to seek validation. It's something <laughs> I'm working on, something I'm working on personally. Um, but it also, it's just hearing, like, that I was, it makes you feel not crazy. You know what you're saying? Like, she has a lot of op- episodes on depression, overachieving, um, body image, failure, you know, that kind of stuff that, like, listening to those, it makes you feel less alone because you know there are people that are listening as well who also feel the same way that you do. You just feel totally heard you and understood. You feel heard, exactly. And I think that's such a unique thing about her podcast as well is because she is a huge, I mean, she has millions of followers. She has, you know, brand deals with every, like, Louis Vuitton and everybody. It's, like, it's insane. But she still is so real in her podcast and she doesn't try to hide that, like, yeah, my life is not perfect. Like, I deal with mental health issues, I deal with, you know, body image issues, you know, sometimes life is just a lot, burnout, anxiety, all those things, um, that it just kind of, it's, obviously you never want someone to go through that, but it's almost, it's like, wow, it's like, okay, like, it's not just me, and it can affect anybody, um, so I think, in that aspect, I think it's phenomenal what she's doing, I think it's great that she is helping to destigmatize mental health, um, but also in her podcast, it's great, is because it just, it, there's so many topics from good habits, from being self-employed, New Year's resolutions, fashion advice, um, holiday shopping. I mean, I'm going through the list right now on my phone. There's so many that I honestly haven't listened to that I will be listening to. I'm going to put them on my list. Um, one of my favorite episodes, um, she made back at the end of July and it's called Stuff I've Been Loving. And she also did another one, um, more recently that was called would you rather fashion edition and that it's funny because like as much as I love her stuff on wellness Mm -hmm. I also love that she can also have just casual episodes where she just speaks about like other things she's passionate about because I think that's her whole point with anything goes is that she's not confined to a specific niche and can it's kind of always ever evolving and Mm -hmm. just announced a couple days ago that her podcast is uh, moving to Spotify exclusively I think they're going to have like um, they have like a contract or some whatever the jargon is Um, but that's so dope for her so and that kind of 
goes to like it's ever evolving it's ever growing um so and also with her being 21 like Libby was saying that's just it makes her so relatable living in LA being an influencer or not she is honest to god one of my favorite celebrities yeah because of her authenticity I agree I totally agree I think it's great what she does and I think more influencers should look after her career trajectory take some notes oh yeah take take some some notes for sure because the thing is I think too like sometimes influencers and this is a topic that I think we can we probably will do a whole episode we can do like celebrity influence a whole series of episodes for real right oh my gosh we're just gonna make our own actual mini podcast just that sorry yeah. yeah um we'll definitely revisit this later but one thing I do want to mention is that with influencers I think it's also common for once they hit kind of that level of celebrity, um, they start just focusing on kind of almost the wrong things. Like, they lose what got them to where they're at. Do you know what I mean? I think it's great how you put that, because I agree. Yeah, because they they kind of... But Emma hasn't done this, and that's kind of the point behind that. Like, she has had... I mean, she's gone through normal changes, of course, as we all do, but I feel like... When I am listening to her podcast or seeing her content, I feel like she could have just texted me herself and like exactly. been like, oh, should I post this picture? Yeah, or like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going to write this caption or like, oh, what do you think of blah, blah, blah. Like right. it, it feels also just very personal in that. And I think that's a great way to connect to our generation. Um, so, yeah. That's great. Yeah. I mean, basically... So Val said, I don't really have anything else. I just think that she has such a phenomenal, like, podcast. Like, it's just so open. And so my personal favorite, I would say, episode is probably her Growing Hurts one. It came out um, in 2021. That's a good one. Um, Throwback. It was just a great one for me at the time. I was like, that was before we moved. I was like, we had track. Track was not going well. It was just like, it was definitely a period of growth for me. So hearing that... um, it was really validating for me and it was really kind of motivating and put in perspective like this is it hurts but it's also really important for me as a person and other people I'm around so I really like that one <laughs> so yeah <laughs> um to highlight my personal favorite episode on August 11th she um she put out her second episode in this two-part series about mm-hmm. failure And this specific episode highlighted failing in our endeavors. And anyone who is questioning the trajectory of their life, career, having anxiety around that. I know I sure have in the past few months and honestly year. Um, This podcast episode did some some big healing for me personally. (laughs) Um, so I encourage you all to listen to it. I think some of my biggest takeaways from it were one thing she, um, as Libby mentioned earlier, this is her second kind of Mm -hmm. revamped podcast. And she talks about this in this episode because she used to have a podcast that focused primarily on science because that's just something that was a passion of hers that she obviously is not exploring very seriously anymore because, Mm -hmm. um... 
influencing takes up a it lot takes of her time, time. Yeah. I imagine. She, yeah. um, but she said she kind of felt like she was being put into a box and then just kind of like going through the motions, but also not getting the um, kind of the results that she was looking for with it. But also she said when she came around to wanting to start a podcast the second time, she changed her intentions and instead did it completely for herself um, and decided, you know what, I don't really know what I want to talk about, but I know I love to talk and I know that I have thoughts I want to share with the people who follow me or even just do this for myself. So it's going to be anything goes. We're going to talk about whatever I'm feeling like and that's what it's going to be. And she, um, she talks about how her success with it skyrocketed. I mean, come on, we just said she has a deal with Spotify now. Yeah, um, it's crazy. But I know. <laughs> but I think the biggest um, takeaway from that is I'm a huge people pleaser. And yes, I think also, right, <laughs> yeah. as I'm trying to move through life right now and figure out career and whatever else, I think something that's really difficult is I keep going back to thinking like, what does society want from me and things like that. And we talk about this in our previous episode, um, debunking seasons of change. And I think the biggest thing I learned from that episode was I have to become more aware of my intentions and my motivations and think about, am I doing this for me. Yeah. I think that's like kind of transitioning into like our wellness <laughs> kind of seg- segment of this episode. I definitely feel like I am very much in a period of like, I don't know what I'm doing and everything is like fire in my head and oh my goodness, like what the heck am I going to do? Like everything feels wrong and it's off and yada, yada, yada. Back it, to that SpongeBob meme. Exactly. The files it's burning. always, it is the SpongeBob <laughs> meme that is my brain right now. But I think also like We've all gone through periods of this before, and it's turned out to be okay. Like, there is always a season of, like, happiness and joy after a season of change, at least in my experience. Like, not always. I shouldn't say that. But, you know, oftentimes there is that season of joy, and at least, like, you can look back and reflect on that. And so, I think, yeah, I just think it's important. I think her podcast provides a lot of, like, perspective and clarity and also just, like, okay, like you can work through this and you can grow and it's gonna be uncomfortable and it's gonna completely suck ass <laughs> at some point and but like it's it's really important and I feel like as painful as it is like I would rather grow as a person to become a better person and like who I am and like what I'm doing for me than just like be going through the motions and mm-hmm. like be doing everything for other people so so like Libby said that kind of takes us into our final segment today so for these last couple minutes, we're both going to just touch on what works for us, um, especially what helps us in a time of imminent need. Yeah. Because, you know, as I said earlier, be relentless with practicing self-care, but also sometimes you could get a little far gone. And then it's like, yeah. how do I get back to homeostasis? Right, right. Um So I'll just go ahead and give my quick list and then Libby can give hers. Um, For me, as I've said before, breathing, reading, Pilates, gosh, those are just like, those are my big three personally. Yeah, yeah, those are great. Um, Awesome. But I want to specifically highlight 
in imminent need, something I've been working on in therapy is grounding in the way that sometimes when my brain is so far gone and so anxious and I'm really preoccupied and my brain's a bad space to be in, I try to remove myself from a situation, whether that be physically, mentally, or both. I also focus on distractions. One of my favorite things lately, as elementary as it sounds, is the distractions game. And my Mm. twist on it is that I usually use it if I'm like pre-anxiety attack or if I'm like having trouble sleeping. Mm -hmm. Specifically with sleep, I like to say, okay, Val, name five things from each color of the rainbow. And it completely takes my, like, shifts my train of thought, like, Mm -hmm. to a completely different track. Because now I'm like, okay, apples and fire trucks and... See, now I'm trying to do something completely distracted from what I was thinking about. Exactly. But it works. It is so effective. I, and I have only ever gotten to yellow. That is the farthest I've had to go. I've never even had to consider green, blue, indigo, or violet. <laughs> um, and I could extend further if I needed to. We got pink, right. brown, black, white, whatever you so want. Many colors. Gray. Yeah. Um, but as literally elementary as it sounds, that has been so huge in grounding me and also forcing my brain into a space that's not overthinking or running through thoughts so much and just because your brain could be a really toxic place when you're overthinking so Mm -hmm. that is my personal wellness tip Libby go ahead love okay sorry I just whacked your foot no you're all good my feet Um, are massive (laughs) (laughs) um so I really liked what Val said um I feel like for me I would say um music running being outside hiking um yoga um meditation, journaling, and also just, like, being able to talk with others openly about my mental health is really huge for me. That is huge. Um, just feeling comfortable is something that, like, I have struggled with since being in the hospital, just because I was like, oh, I don't, you know, want to go through that again, and so having people that I can talk to about my mental health and trust and just that are, that understand, you know, Mm -hmm. what I'm going through or what, you know, at that whatever point I am in, Mm -hmm. um, it's really important, um, but I would definitely say my favorite is probably being outside and being with like my, my favorite people um just because like I feel so whole and loved and warm inside like when I am with those people and out in nature just because um obviously I love people I love those people and I love being outside and so it just makes me feel very much like okay like this is you know this is worth it and this is so amazing and there are going to be so many more moments like this in the future hopefully so you know just keep keep trucking on keep going (laughs) my favorite point that you made was the idea of thinking back to the times that you got through a similar situation I love doing that that's just yeah I love doing that I think it's really it puts a lot in perspective like okay like a year ago like look at where I was I like I let's use Halloween for example let's use like Halloween weekend I was super anxious I was like I am so done like this is so over it and I look back think back to a year ago me who had literally no friends and was like in her dorm whole weekend and so I was like look at look at we've made so much progress and we got but like we got through that and so like what's going on now we're gonna get through that too so 
Halloween is a spooky time. Halloween is such a spooky time. Um, I'm happy it's over. Um, yay Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yay Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> yay Thanksgiving and Christmas and um, Hanukkah and every other holiday. Yes. Yeah. Kwanzaa and Kwanzaa. what else are we missing? I don't know. Whatever you celebrate. Whatever you celebrate. It's that time of year. It's that time of year. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> thinking just, I think that's something that's really hard to do and sometimes I forget about that. And literally, like, after I failed my first orgo exam, <laughs> um, just being real, guys, BFFR, BFFR. Um, I went on Amazon and I bought a giant pitbull flag. You know the one in my hallway. I love the pitbull flag. It says, been there, done that, and it has a picture of pitbull and then there's this beautiful sunset behind it. But even though it's, like, goofy, it also, I bought it because it reminded me, like, whatever's happening, you've likely been there before, yeah. or you know someone who's been there before. Exactly. Um, so I just, kudos to you for thinking about that, too, because yeah. I think it's important to consider those things. Yeah. So I guess on that note, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for tuning in for our December episode of Debunked. Um, just some reminders, you are worthy, you are loved, you are a badass. So um, yeah, keep practicing wellness. You deserve it. Um, we believe in you. Get You're going to get through these hard times. It's going to be so worth it after. And so yeah, Val, anything else? I feel like you wrapped it up well. Thanks. I okay. think that's all we have for you guys this awesome. month. Um, again, Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Happy, like, hopefully break from school for yeah. a little bit for everybody. <laughs> Happy wellness. Happy wellness. Happy wellness. Yep. All right, guys. Have a successful final season or whatever you may be doing. Do it well and have some fun times. Yes. Enjoy yourselves. Yep. All right, y'all. See you next month. Oh, Bye. see you in the new year. Oh, see you next year. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. See you next see year. See you next year. I cannot wait to ring in 2023 so with excited. my girl Libby over here with a fabulous episode for you guys. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. See you next year. <laughs>